Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Blinded Faith the podcast holding an honest, frank and enlightening conversation around a passionate belief. I'll speak to people who open their hearts and souls on their faith and beliefs and explain to you and me why their outlook on life is relevant in society today and how it impacts their life. And maybe we'll both learn something. I'm Yasser Ranja, 29, a radio presenter, DJ and Muslim. I don't usually label myself with a religion, but it does play an important part in my life. To kick off the series, I thought it's only right that we meet some people who are passionate and strong believers in a particular way of life that is quite in vogue at the moment, veganism. According to research by Tesco, almost one in five people in the UK hosted a vegetarian or vegan guest for Christmas in 2018. Demand for meat-free food increased by a ridiculous 987% in 2017. So I can only imagine what the statistics for last year will be. Searches for vegan on Google Trends are now almost three times more than vegetarian and gluten-free searches. In a few moments, I'm going to be speaking to Matt Pritchard, who you may recognise from Dirty Sanchez. He's now got his own vegan cookery TV show and perhaps controversially, he told me, in his opinion... You can't go full vegan because if you go and sit in somebody's car, they could have leather seats. More on that to come. But first, I headed to Birmingham to meet a spokesperson for the Vegan Society so they could tell me what exactly the whole fuss is about. We are now arriving at Birmingham New Street, the final stop for this service. Please take care when leaving the train. Make sure you have everything with you. So I'm here right now with Dominica, who is part of the Vegan Society. Hello. Hello. Everywhere I look, there is something vegan, which um, I'm not surprised about. Uh, but you've done that purposely, right? Of course. We do try to make people feel like they've come to the home of the Vegan Society, which, by the way, we came up with the word vegan 75 years ago. So you are right here where it all started. So the co-founder of the Vegan Society, Donald Watson, came up with the word vegan in 1944. So... Okay, oh that's pretty cool. Why why vegan like the name though? Where did where was the influence from? Um so there was a few members of the vegan society at the time who sort of sat down around the table and discussed the different names that they have for this new lifestyle and they came up with the name non-dairy vegetarian fest, which doesn't quite have the right sound to it. It's so a bit, a bit of a yeah. Yeah, so then they sort of um 
consulted their members to ask what name they thought would be right. And one of the other co-founders suggested the word um, Olviga, I think it was at the time. Okay. And Donald Watson, who is the main co-founder of the Vegan Society, he sort of decided to make it sound better by, by saying the word vegan. So taking the beginning and the end of vegetarian. So this is what it sort of symbolizes, if that I makes see sense. Good marketing there. It makes <laughs> sense. It really does. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about the basics. Okay. Um, what is vegan? So veganism is a lifestyle choice that avoids um, using and eating animals. So in dietary terms, that of course means we um, avoid meat, dairy and egg products. Um, but it also um, affects other areas of your life, such as when you buy cosmetics, we try to buy cosmetics that are not tested on animals. And yeah. we would also not go to places that use animals for entertainment, such as zoos or circuses. Um, and we also don't wear any clothing made of animal products. The world at the moment, it's so like animals are everywhere. We use animals mm. in everything. It must be really hard to be vegan though. I think it does take some time to get used to your new lifestyle choice if uh, you are transitioning to veganism. Um, but I would say that's with anything. It does take some time getting used to it, yeah. uh, but it will become second nature um, after a while. So for example, a lot of people are worried about reading labels, um, but I would say you learn as you go. So you will remember which products are suitable for you. So obviously the first week or two, you will have to uh, spend some time at the supermarket reading all the labels of the foods that you used to buy. Yeah. Um, but after that, it really gets so much easier. And there are so many shortcuts to, to telling whether a product is vegan or so many symbols on, on packaging these days that help people make that decision. So it's really becoming easier with every day. Can anyone be vegan? Can I just become vegan now? Is, or, or is this something I've got to go through to become a vegan? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's up to the person how they want to take it. So I've met people who went vegan overnight um, for myself. And I say it with a bit of shame now. It took me an entire year to even become vegetarian and seeing how much of an animal lover I consider myself to be. Um, I can't quite believe it took me so long. So now when I look at people and their journeys towards veganism, I sort of understand why it takes so long and why we sort of need more than one source of information. And we need sometimes quite a few things to sort of convince us um, to become vegan. So maybe you read an article, maybe you see a protest, maybe um, you see an animal suffering and all of that comes together and that sort of inspires people to go vegan. Can someone be a little bit vegan because I mean there's a lot of things I believe in you know yeah. I wouldn't wear fur for example but when it comes to eating say chicken or something I feel like mm -hmm. there's nutrients in that that I feel and the protein that I can sort of gather and be beneficial to me but I wouldn't wear fur so does that mean I'm half vegan? So veganism is sort of like a philosophy um, more than just the, the diet is like an expression of that philosophy. So the diet is just a small part of um, the belief that you have. So the vegan belief is that animals, it's wrong to, to use and exploit animals. So if someone really believes that, which means someone is an ethical vegan, um, then yeah. they would strive to do their best to avoid animal suffering across all these sort of dimensions. So someone like you describe who eats animal products from time to time may mm. want to describe their diet as mostly plant-based. So there is this term out there now, uh, plant-based, which is quite vague because it might mean that you're 100% plant-based, which is you have a vegan diet, but maybe you wear clothing made of animals, like the example you gave, okay. or maybe you eat animal products occasionally. So it's like a safe term for people who are transitioning to veganism or are thinking about it. Right, I see. Because so, when you say, um, you know, using animals uh, for a benefit or whatever, um, pets, they sort of provide comfort and companionship. Mm. Aren't humans using pets 
like, aren't they using animals? Isn't that against what veganism is or is that okay? Yeah, I see your point. So technically it would be against the vegan philosophy to own an animal, but I think we need to look at the bigger picture here. Um, and there's just so many animals suffering in shelters without homes and just being homeless out there, particularly dogs and cats and rodents as well. Um, so the best thing to do as a vegan would be to rescue animals. So it would be, for example, against the vegan philosophy to buy from a breeder because you mm. are contributing to the overpopulation. And of course, you are paying for an animal who, in through the vegan perspective, is not a product that you can buy and sell. Yeah. So when you are adopting or rescuing an animal, that would be more in line with the vegan philosophy because you are giving them a home. So you are helping to solve the problem. Okay, but then at the same time, though, there's so many humans that benefit from animals, say in like, you know, um, a country that I've been to, Pakistan, for example, mm. so many people live out in, in sort of the farm fields and animals are used on a day-to-day -day basis for their food uh, to, to sort of make, you know, the electricity work in the house and things mm. like that. So it's quite necessary that they use animals. Is it possible that they could become vegan? Yeah, I think when you take uh, countries outside of the UK into consideration and obviously like maybe people out there in the uh, Arctic areas, maybe they need to use animals yeah. to, to warm themselves up. I think um, in that sense, if it's out of necessity and for survival reasons, um, then I don't think it's, it's fair for us vegans here in the UK to say, oh, those people have to go vegan as well. So obviously for people like that, there are many more considerations um, to be made. And I think it's important to know that vegans don't want anyone to lose jobs. So for example, with farmers, we don't want animal farmers to go out of business and not be able to feed their families because yeah. we care about humans as well. We simply want to, vegans rely on um, farmers as well to, to produce our food. So we simply want them to um, explore maybe more compassionate um, ways of making an income. So for example, we worked with a um, beef farmer who transitioned into veganism last year and right. he actually donated a herd of his cows to a vegan sanctuary and he's now got a vegan business and um, growing some sort of crops. So it can be done. Of course, this is just one example. And I understand that it's quite a complex issue. Um, but we do have a campaign that helps farmers to transition from farming animals to growing crops for mm. human consumption. So I think there is a way out there. If someone wants it hard enough, then they will find yeah. a way out. So technically, there is a way to be a little bit vegan. Because then, because if I'm using, say, animals for, for, you know, like I'm saying, for the lifestyle or whatever I've been brought up or yeah. for living, but I'm not using them in any sort of cruel manner, I'm not looking to sort of kill them or do or harm them in any way. In fact, I'm treating them better than I treat mm. myself, uh, but I still am using them. So I'm kind of vegan, but then my diet is all... Right. So how would, how would that go if I sort of lived a lifestyle mm, like that? I think with veganism, it's actually not 100% possible to be vegan. So veganism mm. is about trying as far as possible and practicable to be vegan. So for example, even vegans in the UK are not able to be 100% vegan because for example, a lot of medication either contains animal products or has been tested on animals. So technically it's not vegan, but we have to take medication because there is no vegan alternative in this at this point in time. Um, so I think... As if someone's vegan as far as they can, so for example, with those those people that we were um, talking about in their case, um, yeah. just taking it as far as they can, then I think they can call themselves vegan if, if they really, I don't know, uh, it's, it's a bit of a strange thing to talk about because it's such an extreme example, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I think it's interesting to, co to consider that and um, I actually don't know if, if someone, yeah, someone eating animals could ever be called vegan because obviously that's directly against the vegan philosophy. But at the yeah. same time, if you eat a medicine that contains gelatin, you're technically eating an animal product. So 
it's interesting <laughs> it's, it is isn't it that's what, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get my head around because because I feel like you know I read upon veganism and I, sometimes I feel like I, I really get it mm. but then when I sort of think about things like that or I start thinking about the environment for example I'm thinking is is veganism actually helping to save the environment mm. because that's something that's sort of used as a headline that veganism is sort of striving to do that yeah. um if it is how is it helping the environment yeah, so I would say that uh, not everything is black and white. So there are lots of grey areas in, in veganism. So in terms of uh, the environmental benefits, um, there have been a lot of studies coming out saying that particularly meat and dairy are very damaging to the environment. Hmm. Um, because when you think, for example, about a cow and how much land she uses and how much grain she eats and water she drinks throughout her life, and then how much meat she produces, if you like, at the end of her life, it, this is really no, no comparison. So all that grain and water could feed many more people than the meat that the cow produces juices and at the end of her life mm. so in that way um eating a non-vegan diet is very um, inefficient so actually for every 100 calories fed to animals we only receive 12 calories back in the form of their meat and um, wow. milk so uh, veganism is actually the one of the um, most important things you can do as an individual yeah. um, to cut down your food related carbon footprint um, so there have been some statistics that say even up to 50 percent um, of their carbon footprint can be um, lowered by becoming vegan so there are a lot of um, environmental benefits as I well. I see because I was thinking about that earlier when I was on the train I was thinking like um, to to use just plant-based foods for example mm. to to sort of harvest them to crop them you need a lot of machinery you need a lot and that's affecting the environment so mm. does it not balance it out if you're using a lot of plants because if we're using mm. less animals then we'd be using more plants and then we'll be using more resources to cut the plants and sort of goes on yeah i think with farming it's such a complex picture you have so many things to con to take into consideration yeah. so for example with tomatoes maybe locally grown tom tomatoes in a greenhouse um would emit less emissions than those shipped from Spain where there is yeah. natural sunlight. Um, so I think on average um, an off-the-shelf vegan diet on average is more efficient than a meat-eating one um, but we're not in denial that you can also you know help the environment still eat animals and maybe buy locally and still help the environment. So I would say the environmental and health benefits of veganism are very very important and many people make that decision for those reasons um, but the main and irrefutable argument for becoming vegan is animal rights because at the end of the, of the day um, it's just from a vegan perspective it's, it's wrong to kill animals no matter what the situation unless it's um, self-defense um, maybe so yeah that'll be an exception <laughs> is that all right then if a lion's about to attack me and in out of self-defense i have to yeah, I, th I think I would. I would say you my guys life let me up case. then. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. That I mean, for example, with humans, we all agree that it's wrong to kill a human being, isn't it? But if mm. someone was attacking you, I think you would want to survive and save your life. So. Yeah, I'll try not to kill him though. I'll try to <laughs> yeah, that's true, call that's the police true. and run. Maybe, maybe do that. Um, so we, we spoke about sort of different countries in the UK, and you're saying the UK. It seemed like it is a bit easier to mm -hmm. become a vegan. So do you feel like the UK is leading on veganism? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even in terms of just vegan product launches, um, also restaurants. There is at least one big decent vegan option in every restaurant these days um, so it's really becoming much more convenient um, because convenience is actually one of the reasons why people don't go vegan or are put off going vegan yeah. um, and I think it's becoming more socially acceptable as well um, we did some research at the vegan society that found that one in two Brits knows a vegan these days so 50% of us you know know at least one vegan so that means it's it's, it's sort of spreading around 
and that sort of makes people think oh maybe it's something for me or maybe at least I'll go more plant-based yeah uh, so I think a lot of people are actively reducing the amount of animal products um, they eat as well so there was a statistic that said one in three Brits has done that um, to actively reduce the amount of animal products they eat so it's it's interesting where things are heading that, that it really is interesting and do you feel like um, sort of big brands launching vegan products do you feel like that's more of like a commercial venture for them that they're mm. realizing, like you said, you know, one in two people um, sort so know someone who's vegan. Do you feel like they're capitalizing and commercially benefiting from this or do you feel like it's a good thing and you welcome the fact that they are introducing vegan options? I think it's both really, but more than anything, it gives more choice for people to eat vegan food. So again, mm. the convenience argument is slowly disappearing. And I think we're not fooling ourselves that businesses have suddenly turned compassionate and are doing it out of good heart. Obviously, they recognize that there is a big and growing market for vegan food then I think it's important to recognize as well that it's not just vegans who eat vegan food it's actually very inclusive so it's suitable for most dietary requirements for example we have vegetarians um, the lactose intolerant environmentalists people of certain religious beliefs as well and those who simply enjoy vegan food from time to time um, so there's a really a, a growing market for these things I see um, I feel like whenever someone talks about veganism or vegans it feels like a lot of it's, it's kind of like it feels like someone's trying to convert you all the time <laughs> which sometimes is welcomed by some people but mm. sometimes isn't welcomed by other people is that true or is that just how it's become I think a lot of us vegans we, we do actually want everyone else to go vegan because once you have enough information once you realise the logic behind it and just, just the fact that, at least here in the UK, it's not necessary to, to kill and use animals um, for us to live a happy and healthy life, then mm. you sort of want to share that message with people. It's like when you see the injustice that's you know, placed upon animals by humans, you sort of feel obliged to speak up about it. So I would be lying to saying, maybe even I'm talking with you now, so I'm hoping maybe I'm convincing you a tiny bit. And um, But at the end of the day, it's, it's about speaking to people who are really interested in it so unfortunately we can't force anyone to be vegan if we could i think we would have done it by now um but yeah it has to be their own decision so all we can do is share what we know with people and sort of try to help them open their eyes and open their hearts as well to animal okay. suffering um what do you where do you see the future because do you feel like everyone will become vegan one day is that the best way to do it individually approaching people or mm. do you feel like maybe we should sort of look at the bigger picture and look at where people are using animals and try and stop it at sort of where, where it's starting so if people are making burgers why don't mm. we try and stop that happening and try and come up with an alternative that is working or do you feel like the individual approach and trying to convert everybody right. is the better way to go forward I think a range of approaches would be the most appropriate. So, for example, you have people working on lab-grown meat mm. to replace um, conventional meat because it will become a necessity um, soon with the growing population. Um, we just the planet can't sustain um, this many animals. I mean, two thirds of the planet are farmed animals, one third are humans. So, when you imagine how many humans there are out there, there are twice as many animals. And where are they all? They are hidden somewhere in those sad slaughterhouses. Um, yeah. So, um, I think a range of approaches would be um, the most suitable. So. Yeah. for example people talking one-to-one -one as well um, and a vegan world is something that's a, the vegan society's mission so it is something that we are working towards but we do realize there's still a long way to go yeah. uh, sometimes people are trying to mimic flavors uh, to try and make them vegan so if there's something that people like that has meat in it or whatever in it try and mimic that flavor so people feel a bit more comfortable mm -hmm. eating it but sometimes it, you know unhealthy ingredients are used to mimic those flavors and you'd be consuming loads of uh, preservatives that you wouldn't normally be consuming if you were eating meat. 
um, that makes it a little bit unhealthy, doesn't it? Mm. I think it's the, the veganism's answer to junk food. So, for example, on a non-vegan diet, most people, I think, strive to make an effort to eat quite healthily, but mm. allow themselves to have some junk food from time to time, which is not the healthiest choice, as is with the vegan alternatives. So, um, on a healthy vegan diet, the basis of it should be fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, pulses, beans, things like that. And obviously, the occasional uh, meat substitute or um, maybe ice cream substitute and things. Uh, and I think it's important to remember as well that um, there is a lot of additives and hormones in meat itself as well so there's growth factors that animals are given um, there's a lot of um, medicines as well and antibiotics that they are fed um, and as a result of that they develop um, maybe super bugs sometimes that um, are resistant to antibiotics which then get um, onto humans as well so um, it's, it's a complex picture but at the end of the day if, if you are um, striving to have a healthy diet with an occasional addition of, of junk food whether vegan or not depending on your diet um, then that should be shouldn't causing okay. long-term health problems. So is, is being vegan healthy? I think it really depends on the diet you have because all diets are individual. So you can have a healthy diet that's vegan, a an unhealthy diet that's vegan. And also with non-vegan diets, it's the same case. Yeah. Uh, but on average, you end up hopefully eating much more fruit and vegetables, um, which are the health-promoting foods. Um, so a lot of research, for, for example, shows that vegans have lower BMI, certain rates of cancer, heart disease as well. So there is some um, scientific evidence out there that vegan diet on average um, tends to be healthier than a non-vegan one. Um, a lot of my friends, um, they go to the gym and they um, eat lots of chicken or they eat whatever sort of a protein afterwards. Um, that's what they use as their source. But if they go vegan, what are they going to do? So there are very rich sources of vegan protein as well. So for example, everyone knows about beans and pulses, um, but there's also a vegan meat substitute called Satan. So that's made of a type of flour called vital wheat gluten. Yeah, Satan. I know what it sounds like. It's not, it's not that Satan. Um, but it, it does have a lot of protein. I think even more than beef um, in some cases, depending how saturated it is. So it's basically like a type of flour that you mix with some spices and some water, and then you can cut it up and fry it and it looks and tastes like meat. Um, so there are a lot of vegan bodybuilders out there and vegan fitness people as well for example um, the, the Germany's strongest man Patrick Babunian is vegan and he claimed this title while he was vegan um, and there are just so many people on Instagram sharing um, practical tips about how to bodybuild on a vegan yeah. diet or how to um, go to the gym and build muscles and get stronger on a vegan diet um, there are lots of YouTube channels as well so it's like a whole mini industry about veganism if you like that's um, full of people who are um, passionate about going to the gym and and being healthy yeah. um, and being on a vegan diet at the same okay. time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, we've had a really good chat. I think I've, I've learned so much about veganism and vegan itself. Um, what would you say to me if I'm maybe thinking a little bit tiny bit about veganism and maybe mm. coming to that side? What would you say? 
I would say to anyone thinking about veganism, every time you sit down to a meal, which most people do three times a day, you can there and then choose to protest the exploitation of animals everywhere simply by choosing to eat plants instead of animals. Um, so I think every time people have a meal, they should really think about the victim of that meal um, and the, the journey that the victim has made to become, uh, to end up on their plate. Um, and then think about the cruelty-free alternative that is veganism. And I hope that most people can relate to that. I know a lot of people already have vegan values in their heart, but maybe they don't act upon them uh, because we live in a world where eating animals is seen as normal and necessary, but it's actually neither. And you can be completely healthy on a vegan diet. So I would encourage everyone to look into it. Or even try a little bit of veganism. Yeah, yeah it doesn't hurt to try. If it, if it doesn't work for any reason, you can either make adjustments or maybe try another. Those who fan the fuel of hatred when they do challenge them. From there, it certainly did for me. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, best of luck with the future of the vegan society. Thank you. Also, before I go, you've got an avocado beanbag behind you. That's quite amazing. <laughs> Just have to compliment <laughs> that quickly. Yeah, it's a pretty cool beanbag. It's very comfortable as well. <laughs> it's very comfortable. Yeah, they like it. I love it. Try it out. <laughs> for real though, that avocado beanbag was actually amazing. I definitely need one of those in my life. Thanks again to Dominica. Now there's clearly a lot more to this vegan movement than just a few Instagram influencers jumping on the bandwagon. Also, I bet you're probably thinking like me that you might be a bit vegan after all. Next, I'm gonna hook up with someone who's leading the vegan charge in Wales at the moment, Matt Pritchard. Now you may recognize his name. He was part of MTV's Dirty Sanchez and turned vegan in 2015. He's also the host of the BBC's first ever vegan cookery programme, Dirty Vegan. Hello Cardiff, it's Yasser calling Dirty Vegan. Are you there? I'm here, I'm here. How are I'm you? I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, man. You know what, to be honest, you, you kind of are everywhere because, you know, I remember you from Dirty Sanchez, I remember you from, from all that kind of stuff, but now things are very different. Um, Veganism is taking over. It's in the spotlight right now. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to Dominica, who's part of the Vegan Society, and she was saying, you know what? It's it's now one in every two people know someone who is vegan. Do you would you agree with that? Is veganism everywhere now? Well, at the moment, it's a massive subject. You know, a lot of people are talking about veganism, and uh, it just makes people uh, research it and, and look into it. And and if it you know if it makes people go vegan uh, and saves the animals and the, and the planet and stuff, then happy days is a good thing, isn't it? That's right. Um, let's talk about when you first came across veganism, because a lot of people are coming across veganism, like you're saying, through through sort of social media and online and, and loads of sort of products being launched. But for yourself, when was it when you first became a vegan? Well, I was, because um, I do uh, ultra-distance triathlons and stuff like that, um, I noticed a, a, a lot of them were, were, were vegans, and I, I wondered why they were vegans. So I did started doing some research and stuff, and the more I was looking into it, I thought, the more this is making sense. Because you know, I was one of those, not anti-vegans, but, you know, I was one of those people that was didn't understand veganism, used to take the mick out of it and, uh, and all that kind of malarkey. But once I looked into it, it started making sense. And I'm, I'm a lover of animals. And I'm just like, you know, I've got a dog, Lemmy, love him to bits. So what's the difference between a dog and a pig? And it all just started making sense. And then I watched Cowspiracy and that was it for me. That really opened my eyes. And the next day I went vegan. That was uh, three years ago. Wow. Have you, have you, do you, do you reckon you've been a good vegan or do you, have you slipped up? Because this is, it's, it's a lifestyle change, isn't it? In terms of your food. And it is, yeah. you, you're very much changing a big part of your life. So for me, um, I mean, I'm Muslim and whenever I fast in Ramadan, 
first yep. few days, it's tough because, you know, once or twice I have by accident eaten something. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not meant to eat right now because of this sudden sort of change in my life. Did you feel the same when you became vegan? I take my hat off to you, man. How you can stop yourself from eating for all that for that length of time. Unbelievable. Really good. But um, have I ever slipped up? No, I haven't. Really? I think, well, accidentally slipped up. I go to, um, like, if I ask for a flat white in a coffee shop, somebody's actually done it with milk. Uh, do you know what? I noticed the taste straight away. It was it was horrible. Yeah. Because uh, I'm used to, like, oat milk and, and soy milk and stuff now. The, the, once, once I tasted that milk and that coffee, it was just, oh, I don't know, I couldn't, can't really explain it. It was, like, really creamy and, ugh. <laughs> you know, it's three years down the line and I don't really think about meat or dairy anymore. It's sort of, you've just sort of been... been yeah, it's gone. gone. It's, it's out, gone. out of my mind. Yeah. Toodle pipped. When you first started, though, um, you know, was it hard to substitute things, uh, substitute your fish and your meat and stuff like that in your dishes? Well, I actually went pescatarian first, so right. before I did go vegan. But then, you know, because I understand food more than others, uh, obviously because I did two years in catering college, uh, I found it a bit easier. Um, but I didn't find it hard because supermarkets cater for vegans these days. Uh, even three years ago they did. And I found it pretty easy. And, and, the, and as the weeks go on, you find, you know, you, you find different foods, you find other things, you, f- you realise Oreos are, are vegan, you're like, what? Are they? Par- party rings are vegan. It's like, oh my God, oh, wow. I'm like, this, this is getting easier. And it's, <laughs> and it's getting good as well. But, you know, when they say Oreos are vegan, like, what is that stuff in the middle? It's just like chemicals, must be. <laughs> So it can't be good for you. I don't know. Am I more attracted to Oreos now? Am I like, I don't know if I want to try them. I don't don't know. Um, Let's talk about your show, Dirty Vegan. I mean, I've I've seen it as well. Um, I did like your chickpea curry in a hurry. I thought that was absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Um, These recipes, are you you sort of coming up with them yourself? Because obviously you said you've been doing, you you study sort of cooking for for two years. Um, Are you coming up with them yourself or are you, how's it coming across? Well, I did, um, I started a YouTube channel uh, called, Pritchard's proper vegan cooking. Now they're all my recipes and stuff, and and I think that that's the thing that got me the show. And um, yeah, so a, a, a lot of the, a lot of recipes on there are mine. Yeah. Uh, but in the book, I've had guests uh, guest people coming on and, and, and giving their recipes and stuff. So yeah, so I think it's like a like a teamwork really. Yeah. If I was to turn vegan, I mean I'm not vegan, but if I was to turn vegan and follow your diet and recipes, um, yeah, what would it do to my body and my lifestyle? Um, you most probably are you quite fit? I try and I I'm try not trying and, to chat you up or anything, but <laughs> I'm a ten out of ten. No, I, I do I do try my best. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you'd most probably notice a lot of um, fat. You, you lose quite a bit of weight. When I went vegan, I lost. I did lose loads of weight, but I, I did lose a lot of weight. I think it was just like all the rubbish that was on me and stuff sort of come off. And then my body got used to veganism and slowly but surely my body's just gone back to normal again. So, yeah, strange. Oh. But a lot of people a lot of people think veganism is, is healthy. So take it for me, trust me. There is a lot of vegan junk food and, <laughs> and it's really nice. So, you know, it's just the same as, yeah. Yeah, it's good and bad in it as, as well. I mean, like, I mean, do do you think veganism is for everybody? Can can everyone become a vegan? Of course, everyone can become a vegan. At the end of the day, it's just it's just food choice uh, and compassion, and not wanting to slaughter animals. And I, 
I'm not here to preach. I really am not here to preach because that's that's not my thing. We've all got a choice in life, and if if others want to eat meat and dairy, then you know so yeah. be it. I'm not here to tell them not to. Uh, but um, but honestly, it is it is pretty easy to become vegan. Uh, you know, if I can do it. Um, I'm sure anyone else can really. Yeah, because when I was talking to sort of a few of the people uh, who are vegans and Dominica from the Vegan Society as well, the more we spoke about it, um, the and, and sort of the deeper the conversation got, we kind of realised that it is actually hard to be full vegan. Like you can be a bit vegan with your food and other choices, but yeah. there's a lot in our society today um, that sort of doesn't allow you to become a vegan. And sort of the, the way a lot of us were brought up, sort of in this country in the Western world, it is pretty hard. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Do you feel like people should go either? full or nothing or do you feel like if you're trying even a little bit that's still good well i'm everyone looks at it differently but i I do agree with you you can't go full vegan because you know if you go and sit in somebody's car they could have leather seats i mean you know and you can nitpick all these kind of things and when when they're making wheat you could you know the mice suffer and stuff like but i have a vegan diet and i do my very best i don't buy leather shoes anymore I buy canvas shoes, obviously Vans, because they're you know they've got a lot of good canvas shoes. So I just I just do my best, but I don't eat animals and I don't eat dairy, and I'm I'm doing my best to buy clothes which are pretty much vegan as well. Stuff like sort of mosquito repellents and things like that. What what's your views on that? That's a good question. I don't. What's wrong with mosquito repellents? Because oh, as in killing mo- yeah, killing mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, there's that there's that question. You know, can you go fully vegan? That's <sighs> If you go on holiday and those mosquitoes are carrying malaria, I mean, you don't want malaria, do you? You Save yourself. But like I said, I do my, I do my best, and I do, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I can say, really. No, no it is. It is. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your show a bit more now. Um, yep. Like I said before, I do love it. Dirty Vegan is brilliant. Um, for yourself, I know it's like asking you which one's your favourite child, but which is your favourite recipe? Oh, my favourite recipe. I always say it's chili. Yeah, my th- my four bean, five bean, depending on how many beans you want to put in there. Really, you could have a one bean chili if you wanted to. But uh, yeah, chili. I just I, there's something about chili. I absolutely love it. Uh, I think it stems from my my mother, and I think we, everyone knows that when they're younger, you've all you've always got a meal that your mother cooked that yes. you that, that you remember. And mine was chili, and she taught me how to do it as a kid. And it's something I've cooked all my life and I just really enjoy it and that that is my that is my favorite dish you can have it on you can have it on top of rice you can have it on top of chips you can have a top of mashed potato whatever you are <laughs> or you could just have it on its own yeah it's, it's brilliant all in front yeah no it's brilliant and I yeah. think it is brilliant the fact that you know your show is it's on a mainstream channel to a mainstream audience now that's mm. incredible that's amazing it's weird, man. It's like becoming the first vegan chef on TV. That's that's when I look at it like that, it freaks me out. Listen, yeah. thank you so much. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna make the chickpea curry when I get home again. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, banging. Gonna nice try stuff. it. Thank you so much. We'll speak to cool, you. Cool, bro. Soon. Thank you. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye. Do the bit. Bye. And let me tell you, that chickpea curry is actually banging with a capital B, just like Matt said. So there you have it. Two vegan experts giving me their take on why they follow their beliefs so strongly and how much of an impact it makes on their lives, what potentially veganism could do for all of us and the planet, both positively and negatively. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you in the comments. I'm Yasser Ranja and that was the first episode of Blinded Faith. Coming up in episode two, I'm speaking to Imam Ajmal Masrur, who has strong views on Islamophobia. Prove me your assertion. 
that Islam has any notion of terrorism or violence. They can't. What they do is they throw on my face ISIS. That's Blinded Faith episode two, investigating Islamophobia in today's society. Coming up next. Next. 